haven't taught on that in a long time, uh, words, the power of words, but uh, the Lord kind of placed that on my heart in terms of a teaching series, and so that's where we're going to begin tonight. Uh, we've been using Isaiah 41, verses 8 through 15, has sort of a foundational text in the series of teachings that we've been using uh, ever since... Uh, I believe, uh, April, and I want to refer back to that before we get into this new series, but let's first begin with a word of prayer. Father God, we approach your divine throne tonight by the blood of your son. He has made us able to access you. And so we rejoice in Christ tonight. And we ask that the mighty Holy Spirit guide and lead us during this Bible study. Holy Spirit, uh, have your way tonight. Uh, begin to illuminate Jesus. May we see him by way of your mighty word. We rest tonight in his lap. And we wait on you, Holy Spirit, right now. We just wait on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Isaiah 41, like I said, this is a... a verses of scripture that uh, we've been using has a foundational text in believing that that God is doing something in us started in April and continuing to do it even into the new year. Verse 8, But thou, Israel, art my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen the seed of Abraham, my friend. Thou whom I have taken from the ends of the earth, and call thee from the chief men thereof, and said unto thee, and this is what he's saying to us tonight, Thou art my servant, I have chosen thee, and not cast you away. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for, for I am your God. And I want to stop there. I, I feel like God wants to deliver somebody from that spirit of fear, the fear of new things, the fear of stepping out into what God is calling you to in this season. Pastor was saying that there are positions that need to be filled at this church, and God is calling some of y'all out into that. But the enemy is telling you that you're not able and that you won't be able to do what God is calling you to do. But we want to bind that spirit of fear right now in the name of Jesus. Our confession is that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And so we bind that spirit of fear in Jesus' name. We will 
be strong and do exploits. Amen? That's our portion in Christ. So whatever God's calling you to do, don't be afraid. Step out into the water and watch God move. Amen? Verse 10 again. Fear thou not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yea, I will help you. Yea, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing. And they that strive with thee shall perish. This is God talking, amen? Thou shalt seek them and shalt not find them, even them that contended with thee. They that war against thee shall be as nothing and has a thing of naught. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold your right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help you. Fear not, thou, thou worm Jacob, and you men of Israel. I will help you, saith the Lord, and thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Behold, I will make, a, make you a new sharp threshing instrument with teeth. Thou shalt thresh the mountains and beat them small. Thou shalt make the hills as shaft. Like I said, we've been using that as our foundational text going forward. And this series of teachings talking about the power of God's words. God wants to make us weapons in his hands. But we must be willing to disciple our tongue. We must be willing to say only what God says. God has given us revelation concerning his righteousness given to us through faith in Christ. And he has positioned us for victory. He has positioned us for a kingdom work. For his kingdom glory. And there's nothing that he will not do through you. If you'll believe. Yet. We have to allow God. To use our mouth. We got to learn. To speak God's word. We got to learn to. Speak only his word. Because it's important. If we're going to walk in the destiny of God. I want to go to Hosea chapter 4. And I want to go there and, and, and see this scripture. Very important scripture. Very powerful scripture. Verse 6. Now, this is God talking. He says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject you, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. 
Now we're going to cancel that second part and focus on the first part of that. God says that my covenant people, because he's talking to Israel and he's talking to us tonight, because we're covenant people. My people are being destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. You know, most people don't understand the power of words. Most of God's people don't really have a revelation of the power of words. And that's tragic. Because God's people are literally being destroyed because they have not recognized that the things that they say out of their mouth matters. It really and truly does. And I really believe what God is directing us to in terms of our spiritual destiny, he's directing us to this element of Christianity. And that is the power and revelation of the words that come out of our mouth. And God wants us to begin to focus on saying only what he said and rejecting all other verbiage. If we're going to get where God wants us to be, this is the emphasis in this hour. It's to begin to speak the word only. You know, um, about 10 or 11 years ago, we went to Calvert as a church ministry. And uh, when we got there, it was an amazing thing. As we encountered the people, we found out that most of the people down there was very negative in the things that they said out of their mouth. I mean, Pastor Goodluck and us, we would go down there and we would begin to speak faith. And they would say things like, I hear what you're saying, but this is Calvin. Nothing ever good happens here. And uh, God began to speak to me because I asked him, I said, what's, what's going on, God? I mean, why do they talk like that? Well, he said, they don't know how to talk yet, right yet. And I'm sending you down there and this church down there to begin to teach them the word so that they can begin to speak the word. Um, in the whole town at that time, and I'm sure there were others, but the only positive person of faith that we ever ran into was Mr. Maris. He was the only one. You know, he, uh, he owned the, uh, the building that, you know, we used for our church services. But out of that whole town, at that time, we couldn't find anybody who was speaking faith. And that's why the town was in such disarray in terms of uh, bondage, in terms of freedom, there was very little of that. And so 
the things that they were saying out of their mouth was keeping them away from the blessings of God. And so we begin to, uh, one of the first things we begin to do in our teaching down there was to begin to teach them the importance of the words that's coming out of their mouth. We begin to really emphasize studying the word, ingesting the word, meditating on the word, and speaking the word. And after about two or three years, it took a long time. We begin to see some of the people begin to get a revelation of it. And spiritually, of course, they got born again, but we begin to see God begin to promote them in that town. One of the guys that uh, began to come to the church and begin to get a revelation of the power of positive confession was uh, Charles Shells. Charles, uh, when he first began uh, at our church, he was um, working for the city of Calvert uh, as an employee. But as he could continue to study the word and continue to uh, meditate on the truth and begin to speak the blessings of God over his life, God promoted him to city manager during that time. And there were others we saw that uh, as they begin to get a revelation of uh, the power of God's word coming out of their mouth, we begin to see them obtain and walk in the very blessings of God that were theirs through faith in Christ. And so we, we actually saw how God could, and, and, and these were examples God used, that people could be blessed no matter where they were living because of the power of the Word of God. It, the Word of God will work anywhere if we'll put it to work. If we begin to speak His Word out of our mouth. Okay? And so doing these series of teachings, I think God wants to take us back to some basics in terms of studying the word and not only studying it, but being bold enough to speak it out of our mouth so that we can see the results that God wants us to see in our lives. Can I get an amen? So I want to begin tonight in the book of Isaiah, chapter 55. Let's go there. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 55, verse 10. The power of words. And this, this is God talking here in verse 10. For has the rain coming down and the snow from heaven and return it not thither, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. God says his word comes forth out of his mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it, my word, shall accomplish that which I please. 
and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Now God says, the word that come out of his mouth, he'll cause it to prosper. And that's how God chooses to function. His spoken word does the work. He chooses to function this way. He speaks his word or his will out of his mouth, and it changes the circumstances that he wants changed. Okay? That's how Almighty God functions. We would do well to take heed to that. We would do well to pay attention to how the Almighty Creator of the universe functions and even desires his creation to function in terms of his children. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. So God speaks, and the words that come out of his mouth, he causes those words to prosper in the thing whereunto he sends it. Genesis 1 and 26. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. God created man, the Bible says, in his image. And God created man to function and get positive results just like him by using words. We created it in his image, so he wants us to function the way he functioned, getting positive results. How many of y'all know God wants you to have positive results in your life? And he has designed us to get those positive results by speaking words out of our mouth just like he did or just like he does. Somebody said, well, I've heard that before. How often, though, do we mimic God in this area? How often do we discipline ourselves to speak positive words of faith instead of speaking words of doubt and unbelief or speaking what we see. So God is saying that what he wants to do in this season is to cause his covenant people not to be destroyed anymore, but to prosper and succeed because they've got a revelation that words coming out of their mouth truly matter. Okay? I'm going to go real slow tonight because we lay in a foundation. Because some of us have been saying things and we need to check ourselves. Out of our mouth, 
that are not in line with what God's word says. We're, we're paying too much attention to what we see in the natural. And we're not understanding that the words that are coming out of our, out of our mouth are, are supposed to be spirit and they're supposed to produce only life. So we're going back to the basics. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 18. Glory to God. This is going to be a good series. <laughs> yes, it is. Proverbs 18, verse 20. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. Or with the things that's coming out of his mouth. And with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death, oh my God, and life are in the power of the tongue. Let that, let that sink in. Because a lot of times I think we forget about that. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. How many of y'all know that principle will never change? That's never going to change. I can either, through the words that's coming out of my mouth, produce death or life. That's an awesome, awesome responsibility right there. That by me speaking something out of my mouth, I can actually produce negative things or I can actually produce positive things. So when I realize that, it causes me to pay more strict attention to what I'm saying, particularly when I'm under pressure, particularly when things are not going the way that I want them to go. Am I going to choose to go with the life cycle or am I going to choose to go with the death cycle? It's a choice that I got to make. Now, the world, people who are not born again, they don't have any choice except to go with death. Because they don't have any life dwelling on the inside of them. But you and I as children of God because we're filled with the glory of God and filled with the Holy Spirit of God. We have been given the grace and mercy of God to speak his word and produce divine life out of our mouth. And like I say, this will never change. This principle will never change. Let's get another example of that in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 30. So death and life are in the power of my tongue. I can produce either one of them simply by the words that's coming out of my mouth. My destiny 
is tied up in the things that's coming out of my mouth. God can will a thing for me, but if I speak opposite of his will, guess what? I'll never walk in it. I'll never experience it until I discipline my tongue to speak his word. Deuteronomy 30. Uh, verse 14, I believe. Moses says, But the word is very nigh thee in thy mouth and in your heart that thou mayest do it. A lot of times the reason we don't do the word is because we're not speaking the word. That's what he's saying. The reason we don't act on the word is because we're not first speaking the word. You won't, you, won't, you, you won't readily act on the word until you begin to speak the word out of your mouth. Again, another principle. If, I, if I'm intimidated to speak the word, I'll be intimidated not to act on it. I won't act on it. Verse 19. Moses says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. So he says, I call heaven and earth to record against you this day. In other words, I'm putting you on notice. That I have set before you two elements, life and death, blessing and cursing. And he takes care to say this, choose life. Because he knows the nature of man. He knows the nature of man is to flow toward death. He says, if you want to experience what God has for you, I counsel you to choose life. Choose wisely the words that's coming out of your mouth. Moses wrote the five, first five books of the Bible. So he knew the importance of everything that he was writing. And uh, the young men of the nation of Israel, they most, a lot of them were Bible scholars. They had the, those books memorized. They could speak it just like that. And the reason that that was so important was because Moses understood that, they understood that the words that came out of their mouth Unless they were the word of God, there would be no blessing in their life. Same holds true with us today. Until we choose to speak the word over our various circumstances, we will not see the life and the blessing of God over our lives consistently 
And that's what God wants. He wants a consistent blessing manifested in your life and my life. But we have to get an agreement with him. When we hear bad news on TV, don't go uh, parroting it and speaking it. Don't get in agreement with what's going on with people in the world. Understand that we have a covenant with God. And the blessings of God or the blessing of Abraham is ours. Don't speak the curse, even though you may be tempted to. Christ has redeemed you from the curse. Being made a curse for you. Speak what is written. That the blessing of Abraham belongs to you, a Gentile, through faith in Christ. Amen. Choose to, on purpose, say what God says in the midst of difficult circumstances. In the midst of whatever the doctor is saying, begin to speak what God has said. And watch the power of God. Watch God begin to manifest the, the, the fruit of your lips. This is how it works. But we got to get back to the understanding of the power of these principles. This is how God wants his church to begin to fall. He says, choose life or choose to speak God's word. Let's go to Romans chapter 10. In the new covenant. Verses 8 through 10. Paul understood what Moses understood, so he wrote it here in a different way or in a new way. He says, but what saith it? The word is not thee, even in your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. Then he says something very powerful right here in verses 9 and 10. That if thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man confess, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So we see a very powerful principle there. Without the right confession, a person cannot even be saved or born again. How powerful are words then? The most powerful manifestation in the life of a person is the born-again experience. It's God making you a new creature in Christ Jesus. God giving you, through faith in Christ, eternal life. But that does not happen until you make the right confession out of your mouth. So you see, the power of confession or the right confession will produce the greatest miracle that will ever happen in your life, which is salvation. Same holds true with every other manifestation in your life. Unless you make the confession of the word of God 
over your body, over your finances, over your family, over your situation, you won't see the power of God released until you do that. These are elementary teachings, but again, a lot of times we forget about these things. We let these under, this, this kind of understanding slip, and we begin to fall back into walking in the natural and being controlled by what we see, what we feel, what's going on around us. And we forget the power that God has given us in Christ to speak his word, to speak to the mountain. Jesus said, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. That's the head of the church talking. He, he, he has given us through the new birth, divine power that we have barely scratched the surface with. Because we have forgotten the power of words or the power of speaking words of faith. So that's how important confession is. I can't be born again unless I begin to speak the right confession. So I won't have the blessings of Abraham that the Bible talks about that God so, so readily wants me to experience unless I begin to speak out of my mouth. I am the head and not the tail. Above only and never beneath. Hallelujah. In the face of contradictory circumstances, I must say that. I must discipline my mouth to say what God says. And again, Hosea says, my people are destroyed, being literally destroyed, because they're not operating in that one principle. They have the helmet of salvation on. They have the breastplate of righteousness on. But they're not using the sword of the Spirit. They're not speaking the word. So they're not seeing the results that are their spiritual inheritance. Matthew chapter 12. Let's go there. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Verse 34. Now, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, the spiritual leaders, the ones who should know the, the truth. And he calls them, O generation of snakes. <laughs> How can you, being evil, speak good things? Of course, now you have to understand, uh, they were religious leaders, and uh, they should have known the truth. That's why he was being so severe with them. 
He says, you being evil, how can you speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Uh, at that time, nobody was born again. Jesus had not yet went to the cross. There was nobody on the earth except him that was filled with the Holy Spirit. So in essence, everybody that was on the earth at that time was filled with sort of evil. And they did not have the abundance, the abundant faith dwelling on the inside of them. I mean, they could get, you could get your mind renewed, but uh, you really couldn't release power by speaking the word. And Jesus lets, lets us know here that because they were evil, all they were able to do in the, because they, their hearts were filled with evil was speak death words. He says here, a good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. So he lets us know that we need to, as believers, fill our hearts with the word, which is good. We need to, on purpose, do that. Because he's saying what, when, what we've been filled with has New Testament believers, because in Christ we're good, amen? What we've been filled with is a treasure, a treasure chest of blessings. But those blessings cannot be manifested in our life until we begin to speak out of our mouth the abundance that's within us. Okay? So he's letting us know that it's very important to do so. Now hold your finger there, and I want to go to Romans, because we're going to go uh, right back to that, that uh, those verses of Scripture. Romans chapter 10. Now, how do I get my heart filled with treasure? How do I change the things that's coming out of my mouth? The Bible says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, I must consistently be exposed to the word of God. If I'm going to speak out of my mouth good things, okay, I get born again and I have this treasure on the inside of me, which is good, but I won't speak that, those, those words of faith unless I'm exposed to truth on a regular basis. That's why Pastor Angela Sunday was saying Sunday school and Bible study are important. So that I can be filled with the word of God. I can hear the word consistently so that I can speak the word of God consistently out of my mouth. Sounds elementary, but it's important that we do that. 
It's important that we practice that, those, these principles in terms of hearing and then speaking. Okay? Now let's go back to verse uh, 35 again of chapter 12 of Matthew. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. Verse 36 is very important. But Jesus says, but I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof on the day of judgment. You know what an idle word is? It's an unproductive word. It's a word, Jesus said, that does not produce life. And he's saying that every unproductive word that, we get, that we've spoken out of our mouth, we're going to have to give an account of it on judgment day. Amen. That's how important words are. Because God understands that the words that's coming out of our mouth can limit him working through our lives. Remember what uh, happened with Zechariah. The angel said, from this day forward until this child is born, your mouth going to be shut. Because you're speaking opposite, you, you will speak opposite of what God has said. And you will limit what God wants to do in your life. So I got to shut you up. It was an idle word that God did not want him to speak out of his mouth. An unproductive word. So a lot of times, we're not seeing what God wants us to see and experiencing what he wants us to see because we're speaking idle words, words that are lacking power, words that are lacking the anointing, words that are lacking production. God wants to produce the miracles, the signs, and the wonders. He wants to produce all those things that he's placed in our hearts, but we won't see them when we're speaking unproductive words. He says in verse 37, For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. So, uh, that's where we are in this teaching. I got a lot more, a whole lot more, but I'm just kind of laying a foundation, we're just kind of laying a foundation tonight about where we're going. Because God, God checked me. That's why, that's why I'm teaching this. He checked me on some of the things that was coming out of my mouth in terms of looking at what I saw in the natural. And I began to see myself speaking things that normally wouldn't come, come out of my mouth. I got into a, a bad habit, an evil habit, of speaking things opposite of what I know God's Word has said in terms of my destiny, in terms of the things that He had planned for uh, our ministry and all those type of things. Speak the word, he said. I'm reminding you to keep my word coming out of your mouth. And so he put this lesson on my heart. So uh, I'm going to close right there. But uh, I want us to stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. I want us to um, begin to doing these series of teachings, begin to absolutely start paying more attention to the words that's coming out of our mouth. What you're saying about your body matters. Your body actually, 
you have to understand, your body can hear you. And it will respond to the words coming out of your mouth. Watch the words that, that you're speaking over your children and your grandchildren. Yeah. You can turn that situation around if you just start speaking what God says about them. The seed of the righteous shall be blessed. Doesn't matter what they're doing. They can be cutting up. They can be acting all crazy. It does not matter. When you begin to speak over their lives the powerful word of God, God says, I can turn that to any situation around if you'll change what you're saying. Lift your hands to him tonight. Father God, we come to you during this initial teaching. And we ask, Lord God, that in the coming weeks, you begin to give us revelation concerning the power of your spoken word coming out of our mouth. You are already in agreement with it. It's up to us now to get in agreement with you. And to begin to speak what you say and only what you say concerning the various situations in our lives. We will no longer flow with the the cycle of death, but we will flow with the cycle of eternal life. As we will speak your word only going forward. And we'll give you all the glory for every manifestation of your spirit in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you.